Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. Ooh, you got a good morning. Yeah. It might not be morning. It is still morning. It is morning for us. We still got morning. <laughs> Always morning somewhere. We it made it. <laughs> you might be listening to this in the morning. That's right. Could be. I mean, I like listening to podcasts in the morning. I listen to a lot of podcasts in the morning, actually. I normally listen to Marketplace first thing in the morning. Yesterday, like the day before's Marketplace, I listened to it in the morning. Two times speed so I can get through it faster, be more productive and efficient. I drink my coffee and <laughs> listen to my podcast at 2x. <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes too fast. I have to slow it down to 1.5. I have to be a little careful when talking about podcasts or else I'll end up being like Joey on Friends. Uh, the, the reference, he is being interviewed by a soap opera digest or something like that and he gets to the end of this interview and he's been so stressed about not saying anything stupid and he gets to the very end of the interview and she says um, oh one last question for your for our readers what is your favorite soap opera and he's like oh, I don't watch soap operas I have a life and she's like okay and she gets up to leave and he's like ah oh, so close but I, for reference like I, I have to guard myself because you're like oh i listen to such and such podcast in the morning did i i don't i don't listen to podcasts yeah I, you know we make one i don't i feel weird about that a little bit because yeah, we make youtube thing. videos and i watch a lot of youtube videos yeah we we have a tech blog and i read lots of tech blogs we do a so, podcast i literally don't ever ever listen so to when podcasts. you're driving I try yeah, but see but, like you're, you're in the car you're you're music oh, that's music man see, I, like, that's, I, yeah. that's my thing i'm my, jamming i'm i'm my 
phone is playing podcasts in my mm. in my Dude, car. And so if that. I'm going to listen to audio, I'm like, I could just be listening to an audio book and sure. be reading some fiction. Yeah. Some, some, some self-betterment stuff. I'm not knocking podcasts, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we make one and people enjoy listening to it. But I also don't, to my defense, I don't listen to talk radio either. Like uh, right. people yeah, listen I, to sports radio and I've talk radio. I've been listening to NPR. I've never listened to any of that yeah. stuff. I yeah. just, that's just not my thing. So. Yeah. Thanks I mean, there's a lot of for those of you listening. Thank you that yeah, you listen to absolutely. this. This is cool. Yeah, I mean, there 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 are a lot of self betterment in it and uh, productivity podcasts out there. I mean, I I've listened to the Tim Ferriss podcast for a long time, and um, I mean, I th- I think our podcast, I think the Chromecast, is very informative. Super duper. People are. Informative. This is a great use of their time, Robbie. And that's what I'm saying. It's like great I'm not, use. I got to be careful when I talk about that, but I also got to be honest. So I don't want to yeah. sit here and, and yeah. like project as if I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm in the podcast scene. I am not in the podcast yeah. scene. Uh, but that being said, I, I love doing this podcast. So it's fun Super to, it's fun. fun to just get to talk and share and, and it's cool that uh, people care about that. So yeah, for sure. If you're listening, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You all are awesome. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about one thing real quick before we get into uh, the news of this week. And the first one, people are probably tired of me saying this. Unless you're a new listener and you haven't heard me talk about this, we have a new giveaway. We're giving away a, a Chromebook duet, brand a good new giveaway. One. Yeah, awesome giveaway. Like tied with amazing. One of the best things we've given away. I mean, it's like this is what the third Chromebook we've given away. Fourth yeah, Chromebook? so we gave away a. 434 with our big giveaway. Yeah. Did we give away another Chromebook in that? Um, no, we, we gave, gave away, away Pixel. We gave away a bunch of Chromeboxes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we gave away the Chromeboxes. So this is only yeah, our so second Chromebook, Chromebook giveaway. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I, I would argue, even though monetarily it, it isn't as expensive as the 434 we, was at the time. We did give away some EDU devices. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Oh, yeah, Sector 5 devices, but that's been almost two years ago. Yeah. So. But I think of popularity, yeah. Yeah. like of, of devices <laughs> that people want. They're kind of hard to get right now. I mean, yeah. Best Buy's got them right now. Again. Best Buy's mm-hmm. back in yep. stock. Okay, but good. you know what? That could change tomorrow. Exactly. We have a 128 version too which is yeah, the, top end. the the 300 version huge thanks to the folks over at lenovo for sending this over uh to us to give away but it's part of our back to school thing that we did uh, we made a video wrote an article uh, a couple chromebooks that we recommended one of those was the duet and then robbie went through a couple buying tips in case you're trying to buy something and there isn't anything available which is you know right now there's a kind of the case <laughs> there's a good um, chance that might happen two, unfortunately I know, I know two of them on the list because we did the three i know the, the three still available uh it's available not as cheap as it was no. but it's two two twenty two seventy or two fifty nine or something like that on walmart oh, it's, it's back to its msrp oh, okay uh, but it's a 15 inch acer um and then we did the the duet is still on Best Buy, and then uh, we did the is the the uh, little the little guy oh, one hundred sixty nine dollar yeah guy, that's the one I was talking Chromebook about three uh, what is it's last I gone. checked it was on Walmart through resellers and it's, yeah. it's more than the sixty four and version. so that's why we you know wanted to put those tips in there too so that like the, you're going to come across they this. might show up like those devices might show sure. up tomorrow you know so go look for them if you can't find yeah. them Couple take those tips, tips and and follow those and you'll and make a good decision yeah and it's funny those buying tips I mean obviously they're kind of specific to these lower end devices like we're talking about what you need to look for in some of these. Um, you know, EDU or more affordable devices, but it's good. It's good buying advice for anything, honestly. I mean, just yeah, there's some specific yeah. stuff in there, like particular the, processors the screen, you need to be yeah. looking for, because you know, people, like Amazon resellers and Walmart resellers now, because that's the same type of Wild brand West. New. There, yeah, brand new 2020 <laughs> processor that came out in 2017. Yeah. You know, and oh, people yeah. just don't know. You know, and so 
hopefully yeah. hopefully those research. buying tips have helped and yeah do research and, and make a better purchasing decision yeah. but as part of that we uh, threw in a giveaway and we are giving away the lenovo chromebook duet which that's the easiest way to get a good chromebook <sighs> man exactly there you go just go enter, enter to win get it for free <laughs> Uh, we'll just ship it to you. Yeah, Done. exactly. You'll just get it in the mail. So we did extend the giveaway a little bit uh, around here. Schools, I think this is probably across the country, are still trying to figure out how they're going to go back to school. And it's been delayed a little bit. Um, so we did extend the delay. Uh, good golly, what am I saying? Extended the delay. We extended the giveaway. <laughs> yeah. It was a similar word. We delayed giveaway, the extended delay. giveaway. Yeah, I no. don't know. What I'm talking about. I'm sorry, everyone. We added a week. We added a week to our giveaway. We extended the giveaway one week. It is now going until uh, the 14th. So there's a week from today. It was originally going to end today. So you have one more week to go enter to win. Just go to the website, search back to school, or we'll link it in the show notes and everything. So yeah, wanted to definitely say that, especially for any new listeners, or if you're um, a longtime listener. You, and you haven't entered to win, you need to do it. You have one week. It's a back-to-school giveaway. It's geared towards that, but anybody can go in there to win, technically. So go check it out. So let's dig into the news of this week. And this this is going to be fun because in the world of uh, coronavirus and everything going on, uh, product releases have been different. Uh, and we saw a Google release that was just a... Here it is. It's available. But then we had a Samsung event that was an hour and a million minutes long. It was long, man. I'm going to be honest. Are events normally that long? We just don't notice because we're there and we're like hyped? Or uh, I don't I think that was long. Hour and a half is normal. It was hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, felt, felt, it felt much longer than that. It felt that. longer <laughs> mainly because after about 15 minutes of the intro, it got real cringy. Yeah, it did. Like oh, real man, cringy. Bad. Uh, if you watched it, you know, what we're and we're not, about. and we're not, and we're not trying to be like the tech bloggers that are like above, you know, no, I was just making cringy. fun of people or whatever. Like we, we're, we're not like that, but this was, this was, this was not great. I just wish they wouldn't. Have, like, it felt like they're just trying too hard. Like, they were trying to make cool, it. You got cool products. Just, yeah. Just stand up there and talk about them. You don't it's have all, to make it. It's all very scripted. They're trying to make it come off casual. Right. Scripted but casual in, with bad actors. Oh, that sounds very interesting. Let me see it. You know, like, <laughs> That's exactly what was what it that, like. dude? Oh, and it was all day. Like, it was like the, the whole, whole thing, yeah. But it opened like the first oh, 15 the, or the 20 AR, minutes. The AR thing where they're oh, like, look at it. We're like, we're seeing it in 2D. Yeah. We're not there. We can't see the <laughs> AR that you're you, seeing right now. You also aren't seeing it in yeah, AR. And they're like, you didn't have anything on to see the, it. The one, the one. <laughs> <laughs> the one lady it's like the camera pans down and she's waiting for the she's camera to get standing to her. there she's standing with her arms like up and she's like Look, wait what's my yeah. cue what's my cue and then she's like, like it's floating oh there. wow do you see it oh, oh it was bad man yeah it's worth i mean if you want a, a good little laugh at some stuff uh but that being said they had you know there was some cool hardware they made, that, they yep. made some cool announcements for we'll, sure we'll definitely talk about some some uh beans yeah what were they called the buds buds beans <laughs> Galaxy Bud Buds live, live, live yeah. <laughs> but they left w- yeah. on one of their websites. Yeah. They left beans as Which the uh, as the funny. name in the copy. So. I love so many of the featured images that everybody was doing, where it's like a big old pile of red beans and <laughs> <laughs> that mystic bronze. Oh man! Uh, but let's dig into the Pixel stuff first. Um, 
if if you all have been following along to this podcast or following along on our website, you know that we've been <laughs> waiting for a new mid-range phone from Google, and it's been just getting delayed, and there's was leaks back in, gosh, April. There April, was hardware. Yes. I mean, it was like boxes ready to go back in April, and then it was market conditions aren't right, and they were waiting, and... It's just I owe, been I was canceled. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. been it's just been one thing after another, but it finally showed up and it was just a it, it was on the store, it was a blog post. Yep. Which is, it, was kind of cool. Which, into the hands of reviewers. They got it they into the hands. Exactly. That was that was probably the most important move. Like yep. you got it in front of YouTubers with massive audiences yep. ahead of time. And then they did a little leaky announcement. All of us tech bloggers picked it up and yep. put it out there. Everyone knew it was coming. Yeah. They put a blog post up, and at the same time, all the YouTube videos exactly. all went live. Like it was very coordinated it, from it that was, perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I think a good uh, solution for product launches that don't need to cost millions of dollars that probably costs them almost nothing. So what, pro- I mean, a handful of uh, a phones, little bit of a little bit of a little production bit of time of yeah, one, one like person could have put writing, all that together, writing the blog post and yeah. reviewing it and getting phones out to people. Yeah, and mm-hmm. whoever developed, I like their little little sneak page we talked oh, about last week. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was teased, cool. the teaser like, page. Yeah, oh, it's clicking the colors and the little puzzle. Like that, that was a fun little thing. Uh, but you know, it, it it's it speaks volumes to where Google is right now in the phone space because. This thing is getting reviewed very well, and it's the the reports this morning are that it is the number one phone right now on Amazon and yeah. Best Buy. So, which is not surprising for the price, because let's it's remind not. everyone yeah, three hundred forty nine bucks. This thing's three hundred fifty bucks. Like you're getting a brand new phone for three hundred fifty dollars. What this phone to me feels a little bit like is almost as if Google. So Google came out swinging with the Pixel phones and the Nexus stuff that came before, but that wasn't really <laughs> Google. 5X, um, man, I love that phone. So, I mean, they're, they're, was it $300? How much was it? The 5X was like a 350 $349, or, yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, I loved that little phone. the Nexus 5 was 300 bucks before it, and the Nexus 4 was cheap. The 5 was good, but the 5X was great. It was the, Until, was remember, it made it had, by... But it, had, it was an LG, was, but it, it had LG. that boot loop problem eventually. Oh, remember? yeah. Yep. Remember, I ended, up getting like, I ended up getting like four of them. Yeah. <laughs> I kept sending just them kept back. just kept giving you more. Because <laughs> I was on Phi at the time, and Phi yep. was brand new, and they were just trying to do oh, anything here, and everything to keep Sorry, right here. Here's another one. It'll happen again. Oh, yeah. Just let us know. Yeah. And so, yeah, they kind of got through all that, and then the Pixel, the very first Pixel came out, and like, it's funny how things get seared in your memory, but we were early on in our Chrome OS, our uh, Chrome Unbox days. And, you know, I, I remember being in Florida. I took a trip to Florida in the fall for fall break. I was down there. We were going to Disney World. And I knew the Pixel 4 event was going to be happening. So I made sure that we scheduled stuff around it so I could you mean, be sitting you mean the in the Pixel 1 Or I'm event. sorry, the Pixel, geez. <laughs> pixel the, event. The Main Pixel, pixel. event. Yeah. Um, you know, because there were all these questions about what they were going to do. And, mm-hmm. and that was the same time that Andromeda was going yeah. around, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my God, are they going to launch some weird, crazy thing that's going to be Android and Chrome OS? And it's like, we didn't know what was going to go on. So obviously, none of that stuff happened. The big announcement was the Google Assistant showed up and the Pixel showed up. And, you know, there were there were faults and issues with the, the original Pixel, for sure. It was made by HTC. Um which has made some of the Nexus phones prior and HTC was still a viable phone company at the time. And, you know, they Google ended up buying them, which is right. so weird yeah. now thinking about where they're at. 
but that's a whole different thing. Um, Feels like a wasted acquisition, but okay. At this point, but maybe, <laughs> it, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they had some engineers or whatever that they can, really needed. We can keep moving in that discussion in a second. But yeah. so, you know, they that phone came out and had weird bezels. Remember the huge top and bottom mm-hmm. bezels? And it was clear that this was an HTC phone that had been made prior that had a big home button or something at the bottom that they were like, oh, we don't want that. So they put nothing down there. It was a huge bezel at the bottom for no reason, uh, which was weird. Um, but it was clearly they were trying to kind of have the iPhone of the Android world, and they launched this thing, and it had a killer camera. And it was kind of expensive mm-hmm. at the time, and people didn't know what to do with that. And I loved my Pixel, the, the very Gosh, first I one. I really did phone, enjoy yeah. it. Um, and, and so we got the a The design hype. was cool. It was. Like it had you a know, cool design. Um, apart from those bezels. Uh, and then so the Pixel 2 comes out. Larger screen phones are starting to become a thing. You know, taller, you know, smaller bezels. Pixel 2 kind of came in and helped move that ball forward. But then they it fell all over the place on uh, the screen was the main thing. There was some other big problem with the Pixel 2. I can't uh, the, remember. Um, uh, the screen's the one I remember. No, the, he- the the audio thing. Wasn't there like an audio thing? Because remember, I had one that I ended up sending back. Where was the ghosting on the screen? Was that the two really bad? One of them was really bad. Oh, that's bad. what it burned in. Yeah. Burn in. It was yeah. burning. Like, it was just a bad decision on the, the panel they put in that thing. Or was it, was it just, blue? Was that the blue? It was blue, blue shift. Was it had horrible. tons yeah. of burn in. Um, it just colors weren't accurate. Remember that they had to saturate the. And now that we look back, it was just a bad phone. <laughs> but the phone was yeah, fine. Yeah. The screen was so bad. Yep. Um, and so another misstep, you know, and and they kind of got through it, but still an expensive phone. Yeah. You know, three Pixel three comes out. I think was a massive misstep. It leaked more than any phone prior. Um, and we all thought maybe that bathtub notch wasn't going to be real, and it was. <laughs> oh, no, it's very know, real. For, and for no reason. It had two cameras in it. You know, like Apple's putting a face recognition IR blaster and stuff up top. You put two cameras in there and put this massive notch. And, like, so I still look back at that and wonder who who signed off on that. Yeah, who like, who that looked at that idea? and went, uh, this isn't the best, but sure. You know, and, and we're going to sell it priced similarly to samsung and <laughs> apple iphone yeah you know and so another misstep you know um, and then i think google figured something out and i don't even know if they figured this out as far as like hey we're gonna you know we're gonna strategically make a move into this thing and it's before like mid-tier phones were becoming cool right the 3a comes out and people went bonkers over it because they figured out a way to keep the camera and the basic pixely experience and and that's for a, for four hundred bucks, right? And for for people like me who like all the tech, there was something about the experience of using a Pixel that was alluring, um, and and it's what I, I tried to not get the Pixel Four at first, and it's what drew me back to it for a while uh, until the last couple months because it, there's something about its experience. Uh, it's it partially is just the software. It's- and it's like a couple little small things, like like the little screening stuff. and yeah. Little Sorry, small I'm, I'm looking, always on display. I'm looking over towards Robbie's. Desk. Oh, we're going to talk about that. I, I'm not going <laughs> to mention anything. But how, what's the count? How many are in this office right now? Four or three oh, that belong boy. to me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just four. Just three. No, that pixels. That's technically. Yeah. Yeah. "Quote unquote mine." Yeah. So if we want to make it ridiculous, there's, there's four. a nexus in that box. Oh, that's make mine it five. Too. That's mine uh, too. Where's the Where's the non-Android phone? Oh, it's in a box over there. Is but it it's, over there? Yeah, it's going to get sold. But oh, but it's here. Count. It's in the office. It is here, yeah. So, so call, yeah, it, call it six. <laughs> <laughs> so the number eight, just keeps two, three, four, five. There's six. Yeah, there's, there's six. six in six? here. six? 
Pixel. Yeah. Nexus. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. No, this is seventeen. Is the eight's here though? Eight right? is here. Seventeen. Eight seventeen. So that's four. Other phone non Apple <laughs> and fold. That's six. Yeah. That's six, bro. Yeah. You have to use the other hand. <laughs> Anyway, there's, there's six phones here. There's six so, phones here. That I'm not are yours. making a point. I'm just saying there's six phones here that don't belong to myself or Joseph. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Someone else who works here has those phones. Somebody. I don't know. I don't know who. Some sort of weird some, freak. Some some crazy person. In Robbie's defense, a number of those phones are in transition back to where they're going back. It's or just funny that they're being all sold. Here. It's yes. just funny that they're all. Oh, I made here. it. I made a point. Like I'm going to get this taken care of today before I leave the office. Like I'm not going to leave here going. <laughs> oh, I still got to print that return label for this one. We'll get into all that here in a minute. Oh boy. My my point is with Pixel phones. It was or is still something about the way that Google presents Android. Yeah. It, you, the always on display, for instance. I love, you know, and I miss it. Like I can touch my OnePlus I've got here and I get a semblance of the same thing, but the Pixel leaves it on all the time. So I can just glance down and it's always sitting there. I can see if I got notica- notifications, a quick glance at the weather and the time. It's just always sitting there and it doesn't kill my battery. Like it's a nice touch. And nobody else is doing it the way that they're doing it. And I miss it when I don't have a Pixel phone. Um, the way that things animate mm-hmm. on the screen. like uh, Because, again, Google's creating... It's a, it's a weird dichotomy that they, they live in. So they are a Android vendor. Um, and Hiroshi has said this. Right. They're just like Samsung or anybody else. Google's hardware team is... They're just another person that makes an Android phone. And that's fair. And they work with everybody. But come on. There's some inside trading happening here. Oh, absolutely. And so when it, when Android gets developed or something new happens in Android, they're able to capitalize on that new change or that new feature better than anyone else is going to be able to. And I don't care what they say. That's, that's just the truth. So when we talk about gesture multitasking, it's better on Pixel than any other phone. When we talk about, uh, I don't know what's one of the newer features that's coming like. When when phones first worked with Chrome OS, for instance, uh, like the the better, better together you know, always worked better on a Pixel yeah, first. Yeah, absolutely. Setting up Google Home stuff, like we we're just talking about. OnePlus phones tend to have this yeah. weird problem. I don't I, understand. I, yeah, we've had multiple devices, home devices that the OnePlus don't they won't, won't work with it. Like, and, and no I, idea why that's don't the case. know why. Grab the Pixel Four off the charger and works it fine. Works just fine. And it's it's those little things that make me. In a, in a perfect scenario, in a perfect world, Google would have this mid-range thing where they figured that out. Hey, we're going to deliver that Pixel clean, Android, tight experience and a great camera at an affordable rate that you're not going to be able to do some things on. Like, go try to play Fortnite or PUBG or Call of Duty on those phones and you're not going to have a whole lot of fun. Um, that's not what they're made for. They're made for the general user who uses their phone for messaging, for internet browsing, for social media taking pictures, Instagram, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, but in a perfect world, those phones would exist and be popular and everybody would love them. And then Google would have a good, strong strategy for a flagship level phone that doesn't cost more than it's worth. And they'd have yet to do that. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. The The Pixel 4 is a perfect example. They yeah. just discontinued the thing. Yeah. Like, what are we, nine months in? Yeah. Not nine even months. Year. Not even a year. Yeah, we haven't made it to a year, and they're done. They're not making them yeah. anymore, which tells me they didn't sell any of them. No, yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's my thing is that they they need to take what they learned from the the three A, and they need to run with that, 
and not releasing the 4A on all carriers was an idiotic. Maybe there was a reason behind it, but that was there had to be something no dumb. But dumb idea. Keep the mid-range phone. You could do you could do two of those a year, honestly, or just do one good solid one a year. That's between three hundred and four hundred dollars for the masses with your camera tech. Yep. And yep. then focus on, like you said, a great flagship phone that costs what it's worth. So don't focus on being better than an iPhone. Don't mm, focus yeah. on being better than the Note Ultra 20. Focus on being a slam solid phone with the newest processor, Google's camera, Google's version of Android. Right. And just focus on making it, it perfect. Solid. And make yeah. it perfect for the price that it should be. You know? Because I, I'm convinced now, after starting to really appreciate OnePlus phones, it can be done. And it's being done by a company yeah. that is a tiny fraction of the size of Google. So yeah. they have a tiny fraction of the people that can work on things. They have a tiny fraction of the, the resources and money. And Google has all of that at their disposal I don't know what needs to happen, who they need to acquire. I mean, you've got, they bought HTC for crying out loud for billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And what's come of that? I mean, that happened around the Pixel 3. Um, and so the Pixel 4, I think, was the last old school Google team. And so maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know where they're at right now. But you acquired a hardware manufacturer to build phones Surely to goodness you didn't do so well, to build mid-range re phones. Remember there was the whole rumor that what was it the <clears throat> the 3 and the 3XL that like there were uh there was like one team building one phone. Oh, that it was competition. Yeah, and, and there was like, like a whoever lost was getting axed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and I don't know. Who knows? I I don't know if that ever came to fruition if that actually ever happened. I just I just know like on the flagship level Google looks completely confused. Like like as if they just don't have a plan. And what's so weird is that they figured it out, I think, in the mid-range. I mean, this 4A, like they just talk about cutting the fat. I mean, yeah, man. This thing is it's just so uh, utilitarian and people are loving it because it's cheap, but that what you're getting for that money feels like something better than it should be. And that's kind of what where the Pixel phones have done well. And so the, the rumors are 4A 5G comes out with a bigger screen, uh, later, uh, apparently the, the saying October, yeah, yeah. October 8th, like they think France's website for the pixel, the little, you know, the four a launch accidentally left part of it on there. That wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. And they, it, there's a clear date on, you know, the, these devices will be coming October 8th. And so I don't think Google wanted to share that just so yet. Will the but five come with that. You think maybe, yeah. um, but then that's the, that's but like the what's weird happening part. with the five. Like, I mean, yeah. we so talked about that on the this five going to be, yeah. if the four a five G has, um, you know, a 5G antenna, and they're going to bump it to the 765G, uh, which is what's in the OnePlus Nord, and it has, you know, a bigger screen. Wh what exactly is the 5 going to do to differentiate itself? Because the, the rumor is the 5 is going to have that same processor in it. And I know processor is not everything to everyone. Clearly, the 730 that's in the Pixel 4a is not yeah, people amazing. Don't, people don't care that But much. people aren't that worried about it. I'm just saying from a marketing standpoint, how does Google show up with two new phones that don't do wildly different things. Now, the the theory is that's going around is that the Pixel Five, like the Four A, will come in one size. It'll be a, the smaller, more pocketable size. Um, it'll have the same processor, but Probably like they might add glass, a camera, glass, know, yeah. so premium build. Um, I don't know. I mean, they can throw some of that stuff in there, but 
They'll bring sa- back Squeeze. Hey, yeah, that feels like I, I liked it. Whatever. <laughs> He's all in. I uh, never use it. Ever. Um, but you know, like, what kind of a strategy exactly yeah. is that? What what sense does that make? Oh, we, because you're not separating yourself enough. You're, you're releasing yet another mid-range phone, and what again will be arguably just a a little bit nicer mid-range phone. Yeah. I, well, we it's, it's bizarre. We we've, we've yeah, talked really about bizarre. it. I think it was a couple weeks ago when we talked about Google making their own silicon and what that could mean for the yeah. strategy moving forward. And maybe yeah. this one's just kind of a throwaway and they're just like, "Ah, we need to put out a flagship, quote-unquote flagship. Let's, Don't. Let's throw this yeah, thing out there." It. Don't. You it, know. I mean, if your last flagship was a uh, out of the park and then you just came back and said, Hey, we're just, just going to iterate that. And we're just going to, we're just going to do a little slight refresh <laughs> yeah. just to get us through to 2020. Not, that would not be the fine, case. Not but the you case. don't have a great yeah. track record with flagship phones. So right. just say, Hey, look guys, we want to bring you the best experience we possibly can for a certain budget with whatever we have available. We're somebody, not doing a flagship somebody right now. Send, somebody, somebody from Mountain View that's listening, please send us an anonymous tip. I know I there just will be know. people who will <laughs> be in an uproar know, over man. that, but us techie people, most of See, us I don't think people, they would. Yeah. Well, you're probably no. right. I but. think general people don't even really know the Pixel brand that well, yeah, and they'll learn true. it better from phones like the 3A mm-hmm. and the 4A. And so in the fall, you release the 4A 5G. 5G. And hey, here's here's a slightly upgraded version of the already popular four A. Slightly larger screen. Keep moving on. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, you have a perfect excuse (laughs) at this point to be like, Oh, you know, that's things are crazy. We're not putting out a flagship. Pixel five next year. And but clearly they are. No, it's it's Pixel Five is coming. It's uh, it was in the blog post, so it's coming. And from the pictures that they that they shared, clearly there's one larger one, one smaller one, and every rumor points to the four A five G having a like a six point seven inch screen or something on it. So, the Pixel Five is likely going to be a smaller phone. Yeah, um, and uh, just it, so it's not going to be it's not going to be a flagship. Yeah, it, it, it's not. And so, for for users like myself and probably people that listen to this podcast and read tech blogs and stuff, they, you want a, a flagship experience from Google. Like I, I, they need to be able to nail both. It's what Apple's doing well right now. The iPhone SE. I wouldn't bother with an iPhone SE. That sounds terrible. It's got a small screen on it. The the battery doesn't last very long, but it's got a super fast processor in it, you know, and for general people that just want an iPhone and need to get by and don't care that much about their phone, that $400 phone from Apple, that's an easy, like, and I can imagine people walking into AT&T or T-Mobile and be like, well, I don't know. I just don't really want to spend that much. <laughs> Here you Have go. you seen this iPhone SE? Look how fast it is. And, yep. and it's an iPhone. Oh, yeah, that works. It's only 400 bucks. Yeah, cool. Done. Yeah. You Which know, is the same thing that's going to happen with the the 4A. Yeah, and the Pixel is going to do the same thing. Where it's available, you're like, hey, I, I want a good phone. I want a really good camera, but I'm just I want I, Android. Here, check this phone out. Yep, it's 350 I mean, bucks. It's an easy sell. So that that part of the market, I get. You know, that people are going to learn about the Pixel line more because of it. And most people that know about a Pixel know about the 3A XL because it was at most carriers, it was affordable and it was available. And it didn't, you know, try to over-deliver, over-promise and under-deliver. You know, like, the Project Soli stuff, like, complete bomb. Like, a terrible waste of time and resources. Like, Project Soli, like, the full-blown Project Soli is amazing. I mean, it's it's amazing technology. It was not ready to be squashed and put into a cell phone. It wasn't even close. And they did it anyway. Gimmick. You know, the face unlock thing. They couldn't get anybody on board. Gimmick. I mean, 
I know Apple has that, but Apple can also step on the throats of developers and say, if you don't have this, you're out. Kicking you all. Right. Done. And so they all go, okay. Google doesn't have the ability to do that with the Play Store. They just don't have that ability to say, hey, our phone that's not going to sell, but like 2000 you know, everybody scramble and fix this thing for this one phone. Because guess what? We're nine months in. Has any other phone been announced with apps like actual Face ID. Yeah, because I mean they tried no. that. They tried that flex, and they obviously thought, oh, well, we can't do that." I mean, they got punked. <laughs> yeah, just like mean, and, the and developers we've, and like, we've uh, seen it. No, we've seen it with Android apps on Chrome OS. They've been encouraging developers for what four years now. Right, twenty sixteen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Not that they're going to force Android apps into the Chrome OS ecosystem, but they have been encouraging developers for years to get things ready, usable on the desktop. And it's still at every I.O., at every campfire thing we've seen. It's, hey, we've got this session to talk about how we're making it easier for you guys. It's like Google just doesn't have that power (laughs) yet. In that area, so. and, and it's because of the way that they're the, the whole thing structured. The idea of Android, yeah. Chrome OS, Google hardware right. is a complete departure from what Apple does. From a singular device, a singular operating system, a singular provider of those apps. Like, yeah, it'd be, but it would be, it'd be like Apple trying to to steer the direction of the web by saying, "Well, Safari's only only going to do this." Right, no one like, would care well, because they sorry. would just go get Chrome right. for it, you know. But Google can say tomorrow Amp's dead, and guess what? Amp's dead. Right. So it's just they got to stay in their lane. Right. They they have control over some things. Don't get yeah. me wrong. They just do. not hardware. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to hardware software integrations, they don't have that. Um, and so I, but I don't think the solution to getting a proper flagship phone in the Pixel line should be that hard. I'd, the boneheaded decisions that have been made over the course of the first four flagship Pixel phones don't make any sense to me. Like I don't understand how people as smart as Googlers can't just put this together. Like we're not talking about like changing the game, you know, or, you know, pushing technology forward. I'm just saying can, can we get a flagship phone that doesn't have major compromises? major compromises just one can, can, can that happen it's not going to happen with the five so what's next you know like are we going to get to the point or is the pixel line just going to be the affordable android phone that's yeah. pretty good and if that's the case that's why for me like kind of seeing the writing on the wall for the near future it's like for for me pixel phones just aren't for me anymore and that I, that makes me so sad i hate that that's the fact but you know, I like to play games on my phones. You know, I like to do a lot of things that require processing power, and these mid-range chips just don't do it. And so, yeah. you know, I, I want—I'm rooting for Pixel to continue to to make waves and to establish itself. Uh, I just know that in order for them to do that, probably at this point, that means it's going to alienate yeah. users like myself who, it's who just, want faster processors yeah. and better it's screens. Just, it's just funny though. I, I guarantee you, if you look if you look at the the data. You know, you're you're the outlier. You oh, hundred percent. I mean, ninety percent of people, probably more ninety five percent of people, just want a good phone, and that's why the four A is the most popular phone on Amazon and Best Buy right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's like, yep. And I, so and then it's like I'm you, you talk about like, you talk about resources and time. If they can't seem to figure out this flagship stuff, just they're just like, ah, let's just put our let's just put our energy over here. Like, is it? <laughs> I get it. I don't. I don't build phones, so I don't know the intricacies. But I know that it doesn't take a small amount of engineering to figure out how to make a good 
cheap I mean, phone. Yeah, look at look at. They've had to work yeah. hard to make the Pixel Four A at the price that it is do the things that it does. So yeah. you have smart people who are perfectly capable of building beautiful hardware. Mm-hmm. All of the Google made Chromebooks, all of the Google made Home stuff. I mean, amazing. I love the way that they're put together. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I've loved the way that every Pixel phone has felt. Like Agreed. they feel like great phones. You don't miss any of those things. You got all that stuff. You just need to make better decisions. With, and, yeah. And yeah. In the higher end of the market, you have more room to make decisions. I mean, because you're charging a, nine hundred, yeah, exactly. thousand dollars for phones, so you don't have to get so nitpicky about it. Like I don't. Yeah. I just don't understand the decision making process I mean, on what things to add and what things to take how, away to make just a solid flagship phone. How many times in the past three years have all of us spent? Seven hundred fifty plus dollars on a cell phone, and been okay Every doing year. that, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that want that that top end, that high yes. end experience. That's Clearly. why there are still some people like my, I have a friend who has the four four XL. Like, it, it's not an amazing phone, but he wanted the kind of top line, you know. And so he went and got that. But he phone. wanted a Pixel, and he wanted the Pixel. He right. wanted Pixel experience. And he wanted the new processor, and boom, he went and got it. You know, so yeah, it's just it's a weird time because weird, like yeah, it is you know there are other companies who have made like OnePlus did this. OnePlus made their name on affordability like good affordability but have like transitioned and you know this. and so the nord has come out because it's like they want to kind of reset that thing that. so now yeah. they kind of have both tiers right but they built themselves there through affordability first and so it almost feels like google shot out the gate and said we're going to go after the flagship <laughs> yeah. and didn't realize what they were trying to bite off and they've just gotten slapped around for four years and with the 3a they probably saw something there and went oh huh <laughs> let's right. run we, with this we can do this well yeah. And it may take a few years of doing that well, this style of building phones. Like, stop aiming at the big guns, hit the fat middle, yeah. go the Apple model a little bit that way, yeah. um, keep things affordable, enough people start picking up on the Pixel brand, then you have, it's the same thing they did with Chromebooks. I mean, Chromebooks started cheap, affordable computing, and that was all it was. And you didn't, it was an outlier. Every once in a while there was a, a nicer Chromebook, but it wasn't a normal thing. Mm. It's a normal thing now, now yeah. you know, and so, but it, you had to build this idea, a brand identity and understanding in the market right? in order to find the outliers like me, the, like the people sitting in this room right now that, yeah, I, now I'm sold on that thing that whatever that ecosystem is, if it's pixel, you I know, want I nice want one. a pixel, but I want a nice one. I want a Chromebook, but I want a nice one. And so you can't just show up day one and be like, Hey, you don't know about pixels. But we're this one's nine hundred dollars. Trust me, it's worth your money. Right, like it doesn't right. work, and that's and kind Chrome of what OS they did. has spent ten plus years doing that, and that's why we are we're relatively hard on premium Chromebooks because yeah, sure. there's no excuse, right? For them and there's to, and there's options. Lack. Yeah, and yeah. there's way there's there options. are way too many options to you for you to skimp out on things that you just expect out of a because it's no longer a. Oh, it's a Chromebook. It gets a pass. No, it's a premium laptop. It doesn't mm-hmm. get a pass. Right, exactly. If Google's going to make a premium phone, it doesn't get a pass because no. it's Agreed. a Google phone. Yeah. Period. And Agreed. I think that's part of the problem. They showed up on the scene with that mentality first. Like, mm-hmm. ah, it'll be fine. Just, just make it. Yeah. Oh, well, you want to put a, a two-inch notch up it top? It kind of felt like... Ah, I'm, people will be fine with that. Was it kind of maybe that experimental Nexus mentality that maybe carried through so. a, a little, little bit? bled into yeah. it. And they were just like, ah, let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And... I, it, it makes you wonder, though, had they started with something like the Pixel 3a to begin exactly, with. Exactly, yeah. You know, had they started there, 
what, where, where they would they be now. But yeah. I think I think I, I think I know exactly what they need to do, and we're going to talk about it here in the second half. I think they need to make a uh, folding phone with Chrome OS that can boot up on it. But yes, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break for an ad, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. Uh, as promised, we are going to dig right in to some of the news from Samsung, but also our speculations of Google maybe making a folding phone. And what if that folding phone were tablet-sized and not just the little small flip-over like Razor style that... That, uh, that seems... That seems it's probably what's going to happen. It's going it's <laughs> to be, the, be. The, 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 like the... What, what is, is that called? one called? Z Flip. Z Flip. Yeah, Z Flip. Yeah, yeah. So Galaxy Z now is going to be their folding line. So now that it's <laughs> Galaxy Z Fold, then they're putting two on it, which doesn't make any sense because the first one would just call Galaxy Fold. You could just call it the Galaxy Z Fold, but maybe that's confusing. Or they could have said Galaxy Fold 2, but they want to get that Z in there. Like the Z is yeah. going to be their thing. So whatever. So you have the Galaxy Z Fold and Galaxy Z Flip. Flip is the Motorola sound. Yeah, none, none of that is confusing at all. Not, not. At, I know exactly what you're talking Crystal about. Crystal clear. Crystal clear. Crystal clear. But what if? <laughs> let's just speculate here for a second. Uh, yeah. So Robbie, well, uh, let's just go ahead and say Robbie has a. There's a. There's the, a. The second generation. No, first. first. Yeah, but it's the second version of it, right? Because yes. they they made two versions of it. Like they released it, and then they were like, "Oh crap, we messed up all this stuff. Let's put out another version." So you have the. The fixed. The fixed version of the original Fold. Yes, the AT&T Sitting on the table version. here. So unlocked AT&T version that I put on T-Mobile and ran into some issues already with some of that because AT&T does some questionable things. Robbie can't get <gasps> updates. What? Yeah, I can't even Robbie get it. Robbie can't get an I update. I can't even get it to go to Android 10, which is super <laughs> annoying because they fixed a bunch of stuff with Android 10. I'm going to take it over to the AT&T store and see if, even as a T-Mobile customer, if they would be nice enough I've read online the only way to get it to take the OTA is to have an AT, AT&T SIM in it, which is really dirty. I yeah. mean, super dirty. Because like, that's saying, I bought this phone outright and it's unlocked. It's unlocked. But, but it's still not unlocked. Yeah. Don't it's we know unlocked. someone with an AT&T phone? Sure. No. I talked to our former employer. I don't think anybody there has got AT&T either. He said they... Uh, they have their uh, hotspot that still has AT and T. Yeah. It has a, it has a SIM card in it. I know, but I just don't know if that'll it work. Might be if the I data throw it in the phone. only thing or whatever. I, I just know. I'm just gonna take it to the store. I'm shocked that we still have an AT and T store here because I've never heard <laughs> anyone say anything good about AT and T in our area. I'm not knocking AT and T in general. I'm saying in our area, yeah, used to they were like the go to because we've yeah. never had. We have an MVNO. Well, not MVNO. It's a Verizon partner local. Yeah. Uh, run cell phone company and they're they're actually pretty great. Yeah, um, they have the Pixel now. Yeah, mm. so I mean they're they cover almost all of Kentucky. Bluegrass Cellular is their name. Uh, yeah, they if got you're into in the a game rural early. area, they're the they're the they're, place to yeah, be. They're, yeah, they're they're great, but they're one of many Verizon partners. So they they work with in conjunction with Verizon, same exact tech as far as the wireless stuff. Um, and so Verizon customers use their towers all day, uh, while Bluegrass basically has their own 
it, it's a weird thing. They're the only wireless that does that this form of thing. It just stinks for Verizon customers because if you need anything, you have to drive to 45 minutes. Yeah, to up Louisville. to Louisville because yeah. ultimately the western half of Kentucky is covered by Bluegrass Cellular. So if you want this type of phone, you're going to get it through them, not through Verizon. Right. So if you go on to Verizon.com where we live you and put in your address, you can't get service through Verizon, even though these towers are literally the same thing. And if you already had Verizon service, you could use it here. It's and unless strange. it's changed, you can't get a local number. No, so you'll drive no. to Louisville, you'll get a phone and you're going to have a Louisville phone number, which they, isn't a big deal now, but if you Louisville, give them your, you, if you give them your home address, they won't give you an account. Yeah, that's you true. You can't even sign up. But like so, back in the day, you, you ended up with a different area code. Cause Louisville oh, yeah. used to be Louisville used to be a different area code. It was so, ridiculous. It's, it's, Super bizarre, and so because of that, in our area of the big carriers back in the day, when T-Mobile was still on, coming on the rise, Sprint was doing whatever Sprint's always done, uh, treading water basically, and Verizon was really kind of taking off. Like think back when LTE was first rolling out, you know, and and you started seeing this separation. AT&T and and Verizon were kind of the big the big two, really. Um, and so back in those days, AT&T was okay. Mm. Um, since T-Mobile's come up, AT&T, I feel like, I know probably subscriber base and blah, 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 they're still number two probably, but like T-Mobile has just taken yeah, over, especially crazy. around us. Like everybody I know that used to have AT&T is on T-Mobile now. Yeah. And now that they've merged with Sprint, I mean, that's just going to keep going yeah. bonkers and for good reason. You know, yeah. they've they've done their due diligence of expanding their network like crazy. So, But, but, but hopefully oh, no one from AT&T is listening and you're going to get to go over to the store and say, Hi, can I please get an update to my Fold phone? I'm yeah. sorry, that's going to be real funny. I'm a, t- I'm a T-Mobile customer, uh, but I bought this AT&T unlocked phone, and I'm just going to go there and ask them. I mean, what worst thing say is no, and what I'll did leave. I have, yeah. yeah, whatever. I have AT&T on the Palm? Maybe no, it was Sprint. I, my my first, was sprint. my palm yeah, sprint. was Sprint. Yeah, the, do you remember OG the I, Do you remember when the iPhone was exclusive, exclusive to AT&T? To AT&T? I, had, I had AT&T back that's in the day. Part of the reason AT&T is where they are right now. It's because of the iPhone yeah. exclusivity, 100%. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, i got to go over there and see if they'll help me. And um, I'm hoping they will because uh, there's there's one other thing. like the I feel like the, the screen uh, sensitivity, like the way that – so screens have refresh rates as far as where they offer pixels. So mm-hmm. we got these 90 hertz, 120 hertz screens. That's how fast the pixels fire that's, to animate. That's just the actual screen right. animating. But then there's a digitizer under there that samples your finger touching the screen, and those have sample rates, and nobody ever talks about them. But you know, in the last couple of years, we've started seeing sample rates go to you know 240 hertz on on a lot of devices. And what that just means, it's very simple. Like iPhones, for instance, have had 60 hertz screens for a while, so 60 frames per second. That's become the normal until. Uh, they still don't have an iPhone with anything above 60. Uh, they have their iPads that have 120 hertz. So you've got that that sample rate going. Well, the, Apple has always done a digitizer sample rate of 120 hertz, so double. The, so the, the, the thing that can detect your finger movements refreshes twice as fast as a screen. And we see that a lot. We see 120 hertz screens, 240 hertz uh, sampling rate. What that does is it reduces the amount of time it takes for the screen to you know, react to when you move something on it. So it feels more akin to uh, the idea of set a piece of paper on your desk, put your finger on it, move that piece of paper around. That's how the, the perfect version of a digital touchscreen should feel. It should feel as if that thing under your finger is moving exactly in time as you move it With your, yeah. in real space. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
as that sample rate comes down, that becomes more fluid and more jelly-like. Uh, and, in, and in general use, you don't notice that too much. Uh, but on this phone, playing games especially, where you're having to have kind of quick <clears throat> movements, uh, it was incredibly noticeable. Um, and I don't know if that's a thing that can be fixed with software updates. Uh, the new Fold that will be coming out is a 120-hertz screen. So that, that refresh rate will be, have to be high enough, at least 120 hertz to match the screen. It'll probably be the 240. But likely they had some experimental stuff going on with this screen. You know, they've oh, yeah. come a long way on the out. Fold 2 just well, to the, get it to fold in half. The new, you know? the, the new Fold, uh, so the Z Fold 2, got to figure out that name, Z Fold 2, is actually made of glass. So yeah, which so it's just insane. like the flip. So the flip is glass yeah. as well. That, that super like, thin how glass. How cool is that, man? Pliable glass. Uh, kind of bonkers. So wasn't the wasn't it the was flex pie or whichever wasn't it technically glass or was no, it? No, it was. Uh, it was the one that was getting scratched like crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so is um, uh, Huawei's Mate X is that they still use plastic even though it's folds around to the outside and like yeah, it just seems nightmare. like a disaster. Yeah. Um, I think is as convoluted maybe as the the fold is with all its extra cameras because you got to fold it and you got a screen on the outside and screen on the it's inside. Like, well, which camera am I going to use? And, like, yeah. <laughs> it does a good job of jumping back and forth in my limited time already with that. Like the app continuity stuff is pretty cool uh, to be able to see something on the outside screen, open it up, and it, it doesn't even think about it. You're already in that app. Uh, we hit the camera, it already knows not to fire the one. Like it, they've got that stuff solved. That stuff is fine. Um, it's literally for me, it's the inability to update and that kind of jelly scrolling thing that's going on. That's a little off putting, but when I could, when I was playing PUBG or call of duty on the size of screen, um, holding the phone and playing on that, I'm like, it, it's so tantalizing to think of that, uh, in a more workable form, maybe in the Z fold two, when it comes out, uh, and it would be on T-Mobile. I could just go get it through T-Mobile and not have to worry about any of that garbage. And they'll ostensibly have the you know, jelly stuff under control with, with this new screen, higher refresh rates and stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of sold on this form factor already. Like I do love the ability, like just having that huge screen there, reading books has been awesome, browsing the web, social media, like to have that in your pocket. And then they're you know making the outer screen bigger. Uh, as well, uh, yeah. so the outer screen on this is a little comical in its tininess. So 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 narrow, you know, four point six inches, <laughs> and it's super narrow. So I mean, so like, narrow. Like you go to even bring up the keyboard on this, and then I'm probably going over some stuff that's that's super silly, uh, and a lot of people don't care about, and have talked about already. But look how little the keyboard oh, is. Oh yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> it's so wee. Uh, so swipe typing is kind of like the only thing you can do on it. But anyway. For me, getting this, you know, I found them for half price, refurbished. Um, it was more of a, I just want to, I want to hold the thing. I've never even seen one in person and see if like, is this like when it's folded in half, will it fit in my pocket? You know, am I really going to want to open it up and use it two handed, you know, in certain scenarios is, um, does it feel ridiculous? Is it going to look ridiculous? Like, am I going to look like a complete moron at a dinner or something, you know, popping my fold open. And I don't think any of those things are the case. I think form factor wise, I love this thing. I really, I really like it. And I, I I'm excited to think about uh, some possibility of Google making something like this, like well, a pixel that does this. Oh my God. So it, it does all the Dex stuff, which we've talked about before. Yeah. We've talked about Dex. Uh, well, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before too. Yeah. Uh, but it so also does the what? What was the other thing that that does? You all were talking about the Windows thing, uh, where it's like my your, phone, your phone, share my phone. Yeah, thing so the Windows has your phone for Android, and then Samsung has a 
I don't know if it's different or if it's just an extended version of that thing, but it's the idea of bringing a lot of your phone's functionality over to uh, your Windows desktop. So it does that. I have not messed with that at all. I did plug it in and mess with Dex for a little bit, and within 15 minutes ran into at least six things that would preclude me ever using this on a daily basis just too many issues like stuff that like this looks like a desktop there's certain things i'm i just need to be able to do you know i don't have to go launch a bunch of applications and all that kind of stuff like basic web browsing things um, i should be able to do without problem don't work the way you would expect them to so which kind of led us into this discussion (laughs) this morning which gabriel's been working on a ton of cool Linux stuff and installing different OS <laughs> on right. <laughs> How many of you installed now? Three, uh, three major three, ones, right? Uh, Windows two Linux. I'm, I just installed MX Linux this morning. Um, yeah. So, and half of this started with me trying to install Palm OS on my Chromebook because <laughs> I wanted to see Palm OS. Are you doing running. Palm OS or are you doing web OS? I was, uh, I was web OS. Yeah. So you can't really do Palm OS anymore. I don't guess. Cause that was their pre web OS thing. Like, yeah. So, like the PDA. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm uh, done four major, major Linux di- or three Linux distros and a full blown version of windows 10 home. So <laughs> on a Chromebook, it's fun. You know. It's time consuming, but it is fun. But like all of the ways that that's happening, got us talking about how could, how how could they possibly if at all if you're if you're doing all of these things in this virtual machine is there a way to what what was the one um where we figured out that you could install linux through that android app what was that one what called? was that called i don't remember now yeah um start with an a yeah yeah i'd have to look remember. it up but it's if you start looking up linux yeah. on android there's it's an like, app that mm-hmm. basically opens up a virtual machine for you um and then there's there's like three apps you gotta get so we're gonna so do that in terminal we're gonna do that and just install chromium os maybe <laughs> Uh, it's more for Linux distros. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's the thing is that I, not that Chromium OS isn't a Linux distro, right. but it's, yeah. it is. But it's not. It's a very different one. Yeah. But I, there's probably a way to do it using some sort of sort of virtualization because virtualization, what most people are used to with like VMware and stuff like that, is you're running a what a guest OS on a virtual machine that lives somewhere it's on a server somewhere so there's windows running somewhere on metal and you're accessing it through the virtual machine well what we're doing on chromebooks is we're doing the exact same thing but that bare metal where that os is installed is the chromebook so it's not technically running side by side chrome os is using a virtual machine manager to access another operating system that you have installed on some extra storage space I'm sure there's a way to do that on your phone, but what Robbie and I were talking about this morning is Android is built on the Linux kernel. If you all don't know that, that's the Linux kernel isn't, it's probably more so in phones than it is, or just as much in phones as, oh, yeah. as it is computers. Because I don't know, is Apple, are they on a Linux kernel? No, they run a Unix. They're Unix, that's right. So, But anything that's not Apple is pretty much Linux based. If it's yeah, Android, I mean, it's Linux, period. Yeah, so. Android's pretty much it. I, I think like some of the spinoffs, like what Huawei runs and Samsung's oh, yeah. Teasons uh, right, from yeah. from Samsung is also uh, Linux based. So, but the whole point is, is you have you now have Chrome OS tablets and stuff like that. You have these MediaTek processors, and and ARM's not new to Chrome OS. There should be a way to 
build and boot Chromium OS on a phone. Yeah, and we don't know how to do it. Haven't found a good way to do it uh, because there there are ways to get Linux distros up and running, and they, you know, it's not going to be great. And you know, it's still running in an app kind of thing, uh, but it's doable. Um, and so it, it it leads to all these questions that I think I don't know. Since messing with Chrome OS to begin with, I've always had these fascinations about the idea of having Chrome OS running on a phone. And, mm-hmm. and we've gone kind of back and forth on different ways that that could happen or like what I would hope for. Cause when I think Dieter wrote a, a piece with the verge and he, his whole thing, like I'd love to find it. I was looking for it the other day. It was titled something. We odd, can never so find it. We've it looked for it before, <laughs> but it, the whole point of his thing was like, Hey, as a society, when it comes to, I want my stuff where I am, we, we kind of all nodded and said cloud computing's what we're going to do. So the idea of having a phone that has all my stuff on it, and oh God, if I lose this phone, I don't have anything anymore, kind of sounds terrible now th- these days. But at one point, that was the thought, like before cloud computing was a, a good thing, like, well, hey, I've got this thing with me, this phone. What if I stored everything on it and I just plug it into different things and it has different features based on the screen it's on? Um, and, and there were multiple attempts that tried and failed to do that, and they weren't good. Um, I think the tech is there now to actually do it, and we don't really need it anymore. Right. Because ultimately, if because um, we we had this conversation the other day too, like this idea that you know um, Android on Chromebooks is about to get a lot better. Um, there's the the phone hub thing is coming, and <clears throat> I think that news was this week. Maybe it was last week, but phone hub is just more integration between your Android phone and your Chrome OS desktop, similar to what Windows is doing, some of those things where you'll be able to see yeah. notifications. and Yeah, we, know, I think we talked kind of about it last week. Yeah. Hopefully we did. If not, go to the website. It's there. You can read more about it. But the idea there being a better, you know, continued tasks and stuff like that, which brought up the question, when's the last time I had a task on my phone that I was doing something, whatever, I don't care if it's productivity or not, I'm doing anything on my phone moved over to my Chromebook and thought, ah, I need to continue that thing here. And the idea came up, okay, a keep note, an email, um, I have a certain tab open in a web browser, a uh, messaging thread, whatever. All of those things are already there because of cloud computing. Like if I'm typing in a keep note and I set my phone down and I go open up keep on my on my Chromebook, that same note to the to the sentence is right where I left it. Same thing with Google Drive documents. Same thing with emails. Like, they'll say, there's a, a draft here. Do you want to continue? Yeah, click it. Start editing. You know, I want to open up the tabs that are on my phone. I can click this thing right now and look at my history. Boom, there are all my tabs. So, I almost, it was weird because I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds really neat. And I'm like, we're kind of already doing that <laughs> yeah. because of cloud computing. And right. so, that brought up that whole article from Dieter that, yeah, we've kind of collectively decided that instead of, one device to rule them all it's cloud computing and we have access to that everywhere we go so no matter what device i pick up and chrome os obviously does this better than any other device like we bounce outside inside and out gabriel and i at, of one chromebook to the next to the next to the next constantly and all your stuff's there it's not a big deal Let's sign in and yeah. I'm, I'm up and running in a couple minutes you know yeah, and i think case. i think you know phones are 
phones are sort of there just because pretty much everything you have on your phone is backed up. So you go buy a new phone at T-Mobile and you log into all your accounts and all your stuff's there, but that stuff is all account linked. It's right. all it's cloud took, based. It takes me Android 45 minutes yeah, to set my phone yeah, up. Yeah, Android itself is still a bare metal installation and everything lives on if you didn't connect accounts and you didn't have backups right. and you went and bought a new phone at T-Mobile tomorrow, all your stuff's gone. They're going to delete it if they don't transfer it. It's right. gone. That's not what Chrome OS is. And I, I'm sure that it's been considered, but I think it's time to start thinking about phones that way. Whether it's Android moves to that type of system or somebody builds a Chrome OS phone. Yep. And so the, the discussion we had today, especially around the, the fold here, is this device brings to mind that sort of computing it's, again. It's, and it's not so it's, much that... It's just the form factor. I right. Think. It's not so much that I want to have all my stuff stored on here. I still want to leverage cloud computing. I would just love to not have to carry around a laptop all the time if I don't want to. You know? So or all it needs... To, it just needs to... USB Type-C does it all. It, yeah. When it docks, yep. it needs to go into Chrome OS. Is right. what you want. That's all. Like, well, the, there's there's a couple of ways that this could happen now at this point in the in the game. So, one, it could be running Android the way that it's running Android right now, or if it's a Pixel version of this thing. So it's it's running Android all the time. When that dock comes in, just like this has Dex. I think Dex is basically an APK that packages up. I think mm-hmm. that's how it works. So I I don't know. I don't know what you. How do you package Chrome OS in such a way that by plugging something in it can it launches very quickly. So even if it was somehow sitting in, I don't even want to call it a dual boot scenario. Like if it's also running alongside Android ready to go at all times, I don't, I'm not sure how that exactly goes down. I'm not sure how that works, but in a similar way to the way Dex works, you plug it in, it, it knows, Hey, I've been plugged into a dock with a monitor and a keyboard. My first instance is to go now to Chrome OS. The, the most spectacular version of that would be, I've got some apps open on here. As soon as I open Chrome OS, those same apps are persistent in the Chrome OS environment as well. That that would be amazing. And I get that that's probably a ton of engineering work. Um, so I don't want to downplay how difficult that actually would be because you're talking about persisting apps between two operating systems. Yeah. Now, the ones that are cloud-based, no big deal. I open up Keep and Chrome, yeah. I'm, I'm right where I was. Yeah. But to have them like automatically open and be right where you yeah. were is kind of be, be wild, be but crazy. maybe not great. Um, you know, Dex isn't even good at that, and they're both running Android. Um, you have to close it down in one thing and open it in another. So, you know, maybe that's just not. Maybe that's where cloud computing leverages and kind of seals that gap up for you. So I launch into Chrome OS. Like I don't expect to sit down because I've had. I don't even know what's open on my phone, for instance, right now. Like quote unquote open. I don't know what's open. So when I sit down on my Chromebook, I don't, don't expect all, all those apps to, to show up. up. Yeah. So maybe that's not a thing yeah. that's that's uh, even doable or that anyone would want. I just want to, when I click that USB Type-C in there, here's my Chrome OS desktop, you know, that, that maybe I have to log in or something or provide a biometric, but I'm in and I'm ready to go. Chrome OS boots up in no time anyway. So if it's just basically sitting there idle, waiting to be woken up, then it can go. Um, I don't know if that's a dual boot scenario. That that seems a little clunky because Android does not boot that fast. So if, if it booted into Chrome OS, when I unplug it to go, it's going to have to reboot Android. That doesn't sound like a, an a, a efficient thing. So that's, that's one way it could happen. But the second way it could go is you could actually have a phone that just runs Chrome OS. Um, and that that's what we've talked about before. And it used to feel super far-fetched. It does not anymore. So go pick up a Lenovo um, uh 
duet. Yeah. Pick that thing up and use it for a few minutes. Now imagine that the processor in that is 10 times as fast as what it is because the processors that are in your phones right now are. The processor in the duet is very low powered. So take a, a Snapdragon 855, 865 and put it under the hood or something similar or maybe cut Google's custom silicon. Um, but something in that realm, you know, or even that the 765 for crying out loud, sure. like it'll probably be, it'll be five to six times faster than what's uh, in the duet. Now imagine how smooth all of your gestures would be and your multi, you know, snapping stuff left and right. And then consider the fact that the duet comes out of the box with Android turned on and certain apps already installed, which is very Androidy. Um, so they, Lenovo and Google want you to default to the YouTube app not YouTube web app, um, for instance. Uh, and so there's certain apps installed and this, this app driven experience with, with the play store is probably only getting it better because arc VM is coming. We think it probably might show up with Android 11, uh, because they've the arc plus plus container, I think is not set to go past Android nine. So when yeah. Android 11 comes, I think it has to come with arc VM. So arc VM comes assuming it's they're They're getting really good at these containers as Gabe has shown. He's installing multiple operating systems that are that. I mean, think about the the technicality. Of what's happening here? Like these these things are having to deal with. Hey, I got to find the mouse pointer. I need to find the display. Mm-hmm. I need to find mm-hmm. all these things, and that container is providing all of this stuff. And so, you know, the their containerization has gotten very good since Linux launched over two years ago, and they're taking what they've learned and and using it for Android now. And so. My thought then is it becomes way simpler if that container is built basically as a container that runs natively runs Android well, and it and it's better at passing all of those pieces to Chrome OS, then we might see far less issues with Android apps on Chromebooks when Arc VM comes out. That that's the hope. I I don't imagine that they would move to that if that wasn't the case. Right. I don't think so, they'd be like, uh, so, this works worse. Let's do this. Um, he's a better container technology. That's on par with what we're doing with our Linux container. And so this container just happens to run not just the the framework for Android. It runs Android, you know, and so it's ready and everything's there. There's not missing pieces and it's, this isn't compatible and that won't go full screen. Like it's, it's going to run better. So, so then would you have, would you have your traditional launcher in that thing? See, I think this scenario becomes way easier um, from a, um, like a, and more realistic too from a uh, engineering standpoint. So in this scenario, imagine this fold is sitting here. I'm going to unfold this. So you just mm-hmm. imagine this in your brain. I've got a seven and a half inch tablet sitting in my palm now. I've got a dock at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Imagine the swipe down from the top. Right. Imagine the, the the duet here. Imagine the duet's display right here. And yep. so it's got you know everything across the bottom. Leave Chrome OS's notification tray where it is. Like. You don't have to swipe down. It's not Android. This is a Chrome phone. Yeah. Um, so the notifications stay where they are. Things work the way that they would on the Lenovo tablet. This is just a seven and a half versus the ten inch that the Lenovo is. Sure. Okay. Cool. That part's fine. What happens when I close and snap this ah. thing closed? Now, because this this does it already. It has its own like the launcher's different on the front than it is it on the is, inside. Yeah. It's got a yeah. different wallpaper and all that stuff. Uh, you get your phone little so now thing you have there. A, you get you could have an Android launcher there if you wanted to, um, or that is Chrome technically OS. running in a container in Chrome OS. It'd just be an Android app. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, okay, yeah. You know, it's just another Android app. All, all launchers technically are. Yeah. That's why you can go to the Play Store and go get, get a launcher. different launchers, yeah. You know, and, you know, they would have to obviously signify that the, the outside screen does a different launcher. That's just an app running that launches applications. That's not that big of a deal, especially with Chrome OS's app service. If that launcher then has access to all the apps on the Chromebook, then it's it can see the Linux apps and everything and the, the PWAs and stuff that are in there, and you still select from them. Or... This uh, honestly, the simpler version of this is that they just figure out a way to scale and repackage the standard Chrome OS launcher for use on a slightly right. smaller screen. Because this phone, to me, comes off as a tablet it that is, I can yeah. fold in half and use as a phone when needed. Right. That's exactly it's a what tablet, it is. though. Because how many like phone things do you actually do? I don't do any. Like, I literally, if I could, <laughs> like, I've thought quote, about that unquote, before. Phone stuff. If yeah. there was a seven or eight inch tablet I could carry around yeah. that just made phone calls and got text messages, everything else I do is has nothing to do with a phone. Zero. I don't care about it. Does it have a good camera on it? Great. Yeah. So, like, there's a thing Chrome OS needs to clean up. Would yeah. have to clean up before Take that happens. Like the camera app would just have to get better. But it we've never just, seen the camera app paired up with actual good, good hardware. hardware. Right. Never. And so we don't know what that looks like. Clearly, Google has the chops to build good camera software. So that's not really a concern to me. They have the Google Phone APK. Uh, OnePlus is now putting that on the Nord. So they have a standalone phone APK. Cool. Installed. Done. Um, And again, if you want to put a launcher on the home screen or if you wanted to put a launcher on the inside too, it's just an Android app. It just needs access to a system level thing in Chrome OS to know what apps are available. So does the launcher control the like swipe down from the top to see all the settings or is that built into OS? OS. Okay. So So like like if, if they wanted to have a more familiar, hey, swipe down stuff, that would be some engineering work for Chrome OS to be able to put all that crap up top instead of down at the bottom. But realistically, is. though, when you flip it open on the inside, it again, go use the Duet. Like, it's totally usable it would be just that. the way it is. Yeah, put it doesn't that. need all that other stuff. No. And then on the front, you just get some kind of skinned-down version that gives you a little button for the phone and whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there's some options there, and I think it's going to require, if, if it ever, ever comes to fruition, like, it would be something that would require Google to just think outside the box a little bit. Like, you don't have to make this an Android phone. But could could that be the way that they take that the next step for, for Google hardware, for Google phones? Like, they're in this weird spot, and we talked about it for the whole first half of this. Like, what is the five? What are they doing? Are they making their own silicone? Are they going to go that route? Like, could this be the way that they just, like, step back out again and say, like, we're doing this, to- like, new thing? Yeah, and we've, we've talked about that forever. Like, that would be something... Talk about differentiating yourself. Like, it could be something completely different. Um... But at the same time, I realize Google's looking at it from a perspective of saying, you know, we have a, a phone-based operating system already. Like, why, why would we do that? Um, the benefits that I've seen other people make comments about, the benefits are the lack of fragmentation that exists with Chrome OS. There is none. You know, everybody's on the same thing. Everybody has the same software. You know, everybody's updated as long as you're not out of date. We're making a big deal. Samsung's making a big deal. I think their new phones are going to get three years. Did they say mm-hmm. that? They oh, said three, three yeah. years of updates. And Google says that. Your Pixel phone, three years of updates. We were getting mad about that just a few months ago with Absolutely. Chromebooks. Like, you, how dare you ship a Chromebook with three years of right. updates? By the way, the Chromebook that cost half of what that phone is that you just bought, and we're somehow okay with that. Like, it makes no sense. Like, when you step back and look at it from that perspective, it makes zero sense whatsoever. 
and now we're we're used to seeing hey all of these chromebooks that are coming out this year eight years eight years of regular updates and software support and security fixes six week update schedule uh always you know ready to boot up quickly lightweight you know think about all of those things in a phone and tell me that's not attractive if you could strip away all the gunk the, the, the garbage that is built up over the years right and only install the android apps that <laughs> you android, actually yeah. need like yeah. the, the handful of ones that you really need to be application driven because most of them you don't like the phone app sure you need that and if you wanted to have a launcher experience on it maybe yeah that's an android app um but it's it's a new it's it would almost be a new approach to like a phone it it's this it's this device that is more about cloud computing mm-hmm. and doing Chrome OS type stuff and then just kind of doing the basic stuff for a phone that, that, that people like us that are techie would be willing to sacrifice, yeah. right? We'd be willing to say, I don't need all the other Android crap. But I mean, <laughs> think, about, think about I just how... Need, I just need to make phone calls and get my text messages. Like, think about how freeing that would be for a ton of people, especially again, I'm putting this caveat in there that Arc VM does help stabilize. Right. Like Android right. apps aren't terrible on Chromebooks, but, but they there's could, obviously they some get better. Mess. Yeah. Right. Um, and I saw the same thing with Dex messing with Dex for 15 minutes. I came across all sorts of problems with Android on the desktop. So it's not unique to Chrome OS. It's Android. Yeah, uh, it's, is, it wasn't is, built to do that. Right. It's, it's problematic <laughs> in yeah. that way. Android 11 looks like it's going to solve a lot of that. Um, so, again, fingers crossed that between ArcVM and Android 11, it's going to clean up a lot of it, um, but it's not going to fix everything. And so, you know, letting the phone separate itself, having a phone that could separate itself, having a phone that you could market, hey, buy this phone and it will update it. You'll, it'll stay updated longer than you'll want to own it. We guarantee you that. Right. Like, could you imagine being able to sell that phone and they don't have to worry about all the other cruft that comes with it because they control the operating system. Hey, here's a line of phones now that are going to start coming out that all have the same OS on them. And you'll get an update every six weeks. And, you know, you can leverage all the best of cloud computing that the iPhone, let's not forget, when it launched, that's what they wanted to do. Oh, there yeah. was no app store. Yeah. It was going to be web-based web, applications. Yeah. And the web wasn't ready. The web is ready now. Oh, the web 100%. is ready for a web-based mobile operating system. And... I honestly think Chrome OS what, could be it. I just, what, but there's what, no real sign what, that we have that Google's moving in that direction. But do you could. remember? Do you remember the experiment that we were talking about? This was two years ago, probably, maybe less. Whenever we were talking about trying to get your Google Voice number to basically act as your phone, yeah. What was the hang-up there? Why did we not? Could we I do that with the Duet? LTE, I didn't have an LTE Chromebook. I mean, I'd have to walk uh, around with a hotspot, basically. Yeah. Uh, but other than the hotspot part, what would text messages? How were text messaging work? Because you can route those all through voice. voice. Yeah, voice handles text. Yeah, messaging. so th- it handles the phone stuff. Yeah, so the, for the experiment, I would basically have to go to people I know and say, "Hey, look, I'm doing this How, thing for for two weeks. Here's my Google Voice number. Right, text me." Rather and, than and, like, yeah, you know, uh, and WhatsApp is weird there too. Um, I guess I could put the what's no once I had if I had Google Voice working on it. I'd have to set up a new WhatsApp account, basically. With that new number. With that phone number, because it wants to be tied to a phone number. Um, so Which I, is, yeah, what, it's what? a little annoying. Um, Whatever. Yeah, but you know, so there's some there's some. So if there were if there it. were a if there were a duet with LTE, it would it would solve that. Solve nearly all of it because LTE is almost everywhere. That if there's a tower, it's got LTE on it almost completely. Like the places I would go, again, long term, 
There yeah. might be a couple spots out in the boonies where you're you're, you're not going to have any service, right? And so, like, so as an experiment, though, it'd be a, a workable situation to be able to say, "Hey, look, this I'm going to carry this how much, duet around." And how much? How much does it cost to put the cellular antennas in in, in something like the duet? I mean, if we look at the diff- the price differences in a uh, like yeah, the the iPad, for instance, is a perfect example. So let me look that up real quick. iPad. What is what are we on now? iPad. I don't know. Latest. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like I'm saying beyond LTE, like the full cellular everything. Like it, it uh, once you be put, a phone. Once you put LTE in there, like basically what it. what you have to put in there for LTE is you're going to get cellular connectivity. Right, let's skip and all most that. of let's us go five G. Throw 5G most of us there. are making phone calls over LTE anyway. Sure. You're doing VOLTE, so voice over LTE. So uh, let's see, iPad, Apple. Here we go. So. I don't want. It's probably Pro. like a two hundred dollar bump or hundred dollar bump. Say it's one fifty something like that, just and to get those in there. We'll be able to tell you here in just. Hey, a let's second. let's reach out to our uh, let's reach out to our uh, our uh, Lenovo folks and say, hey, we want to do a custom duet. <laughs> yeah, can you just slap a um, Lenovo Lenovo and Chrome so Unbox Apple, partner to make a Chrome phone? <laughs> Apple adds one hundred thirty dollars. Okay, so you take the exact same hardware. Yeah, cost one hundred thirty bucks. LTE put LTE in it. In it. So it probably Does costs. your iPad have LTE? No. Oh man, I was gonna say we would test it with that maybe. No, just and to I see mean, if it would even work. As for a test, I mean, I keep my phone on me and oh, turn yeah, the hotspot on, you know, and just let it live off the hotspot wherever I am. It's just that's clunky, um, but you know, for an experiment. I mean, gosh, I, I would say uh, a lot of the places I go, I guess it's just when you're out and about, not somewhere like so many places we all go now all have wi-fi like right everywhere. Yeah. Think, like for your phone you need to be ready to take a phone call while you're yeah. driving and, you're or you're, i'm walking to, i'm walking to my truck and, and then you start thinking about like real life yeah. okay now when you go into the grocery store you're going to carry a 10 inch tablet in maybe, there with you maybe there's just uh may, well but that's where the fold comes in right man and so that's fold that's why the, it's a this would be a super experimental experiment mm-hmm. like this is not like hey we think that this could be your phone like we're seeing what Chrome OS could do if forced to have yeah. phone and text messaging on it. And so it's just less of a leap than it's ever been. It really is. And so, um, you know, when you think of the duet, if the duet had the pieces you needed, basically of phone and text messaging, you know, is there a way then to smartly put it in such a way that, you know, you could have an outside screen that, that could function Piece and do phone, the basic yeah. stuff. And cause ultimately even with this, I'm going to want to open it up to consume content most times. So I think that that inner part was, is already solved. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's already yeah. there. Uh, no need to do anything else. So what's the next piece, you know? And um, I don't know. There, there are certainly uh, interesting thoughts around that. Yeah. And, and if Google is throwing in the towel a little bit with feature f- or like flagship phones, maybe, you know, this, this new cool rumor of the foldable thing is, is who knows? I mean, they could do it. Did, did, I think they like, just figured you, it out, by the way. So what, Chrome OS? Yeah, I think. Uh, in I a think package? So. I think so. I think it's going to be in a VM, but I think I think we can oh, do yeah. it. We're going to do <laughs> Let's it. Let's go. I think we can do it. <laughs> hey. What, by maybe, next maybe. week's podcast, you're going to hear how yeah. we built a Chromium phone. OS. Chrome phone. Boom. Chrome phone. Welcome to the Chrome phone podcast. I'm telling you. It hey, could be, uh, what was that could YouTube video you were listening to just a minute ago that said that the folding phone might come in Q4 2020? Is uh, that legit? He, no, I don't think so. There's no way. There's no way, right? I There's mean, no way we wouldn't have gotten leaks about it. I think it was a an accidental slip up on some of the naming. Because he even said like, like that a, seems a, almost impossible. A month from now. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. Um, 
unless Google somehow figured out how to not leak everything all of a sudden magically, <laughs> which, which doesn't seem to be doesn't good. seem possible. So, so there yeah. you have it. There you have it, folks. Yeah, that's, that's that's where our brains that's, are. Right that's now. what we've been thinking about as we watched the uh, Samsung event for an hour and forty five minutes. Hour and, and forty five cringy minutes and cringed a lot. You should. I think everyone should go watch it. Not not. I mean, you know, it's like you feel bad for these people because they're just trying to do their job and they're they're trying to do what they've been told to do. But man, it was just cringy. It was cringy. Yeah. It was yeah. Bad. So, anywho. Maybe don't go watch it. <laughs> Might be a waste be of fair, time. To be fair, Apple events are pretty crazy, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs had it just dialed in. He yeah. knew exactly how to get up in front of people and make it fun and entertaining. Yeah, and then just... everyone else has tried to copy that for however many years now. Yeah. I think it helped that he was just, like, super cocky. Yeah. He's just, like, he was so confident <laughs> in what he was saying. Yeah. That even if someone, like, tried to say something else, he'd be he'd probably figure out some way to prove them wrong, you know? Right. Yeah, well, just, it's like that sort of that sort of belief in your product is what I mean. I think made made them who they are today true. to some degree. So very mm-hmm. true. Alrighty, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to go enter to win a Lenovo Chromebook Duet that maybe you could figure out a way to install. Uh, get a phone on eventually. Maybe you could do Google Voice. You can just carry around the Duet and have have Google Voice on it <laughs> with a, with a hotspot. Easy. It's your just, phone. Just tape it on the Chrome back. phone. <laughs> Chrome phone. That'll beta. be the feature. If we get this working, we're going to take phone. a picture, get some gaffer tape, and we're going to go get a hotspot. And it's it's tape gaffer it tape to the, the back. back. And it's yes. you holding it up to your face. Chrome phone. Making a phone call. Hey, every, all technology starts out all big and weird, right? And then Absolutely. It, so that, this is the start. That's how this we're going to do it. But go enter to win. That giveaway is going to end in one week from today. So August 14th, make sure to go enter to win. I've been setting those to end at 4 o'clock, so that way I don't forget to do it over the weekend. So 4 o'clock on Friday, the 14th of August. Make sure to go enter to win before that, so you can maybe win a brand new Lenovo Chromebook Duet. But as always, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We will link all of this stuff down in the show notes so that you all can dig into this these this news a little bit more. Uh, we may or may not link the Samsung video. Okay, thanks so much for tuning <laughs> in. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.